Brick and Mortar Reporter, Episode 118. Hey there, localists. This is Nick Unsworth of Life on Fire. Welcome you to the Brick and Mortar Reporter podcast. Today's podcast is jam-packed with tips, strategies, and the motivation you need to take your business to the next level. I'm excited about what you'll learn from today's interview. And don't forget that choosing local when you have the opportunity is vital to your community. So now, let me introduce your host, Christy Hostler, with today's interview. Hi there, localists. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast. My name is Christy, and I cannot tell you how thrilled I am to be with you today and for you to take time out of your day while you're doing some other important things, I'm sure, but to come along on this journey with me. So thank you so much for joining us. Before we get started, and I've got a real brain teaser for you today, I wanted to remind you that if you need a website for any reason whatsoever, Simply go to the brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website. Now, we use Bluehost Web Services, and we recommend them as a web provider hosting services when you need a website of your own. They are a fantastic organization. They serve hundreds of thousands of websites, and it's very simple to get on their service. It's very economical, too. And once you get your website that you want and you get it through that link there on the brick and mortar I will send you a cheat sheet of plugins to go ahead and get on your website so that you can be visible those people you want to find you the search engines and your customers and you can also be a little bit more invisible from the bots and the spammers and and people like that that you also have to worry about keeping off of your website so go to brick and mortar forward slash website You'll find everything you need there to sign up, and once you do, I will send you that cheat sheet of plugins. Okay, localist, you've been on this journey with me for a while now. You know about my food cart. You know I've been struggling to make ends meet and trying to set up myself with a new life here in Key West after quitting my job and moving to Key West. But that's a whole different story. You know I have uh, been doing this liquid nitrogen ice cream thing, and what is the one thing I keep uh, harping on about uh, the ability of one ingredient or one component of your business being able to completely shut your business down? Um, And that, for me, my thorn in the flesh is the liquid nitrogen. And um, I keep complaining about it because there is one place in Key West to get it. And there is one driver that works at that one place. And as far as I can tell, there's only two people that work in the office. Because whenever one of them, the office person, is on vacation, they actually have to bring in someone from what we call the mainland um, to fill in for her. So... I can only get liquid nitrogen when I can physically be at the air gas place when that driver is there. And then the other stars that have to align is they actually have to have a liquid nitrogen tank that has liquid nitrogen in it. Okay, you know, that, that it's almost like the moons need to align perfectly in order for this to happen. Now, last week we had an issue, and I don't know if, I don't even know if I told you guys about this, but I needed, the lady in the office was on vacation last week, so someone from Miami was down, and I needed liquid nitrogen, and because of some weirdness that had gone on with their scheduling that day on a day when they normally would have the driver there in the afternoons, and I could normally get liquid nitrogen, the driver was out making deliveries. And when I called initially in the morning at about 10 o'clock, 
they said um, the driver had to leave because something happened with um, one of his family members got sick or his wife got sick or something like that. We're not actually sure if he's going to be here the rest of the day. And um, I said, okay, well, is, you know, can you, the guy I was talking to on the phone, I said, can you fill a doer? And he said, yes, I can fill it. So if, um, if the driver doesn't come back, you can call me and bring it by here and I will fill it. And I said, well, I'll, that's no problem. I'm just going to come by there anyway. And he said, well, 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 wait a minute, hold up. Because if you can't do that, because if the driver comes back, he's got deliveries and he'll put that liquid nitrogen tank on the truck and he'll be out in the afternoon making deliveries that he didn't get to make this morning. Right. This is exactly. <laughs> isn't this why you work for yourself? So you don't have to deal with these kind of issues. Um, so so now I'm like, OK, so if the driver's out making deliveries, OK, that means I'm not going to be able to get liquid nitrogen. And he said, but I don't even know if he's coming back yet. So call me back a little bit later. And this was like 10 o'clock in the morning that I had called. So I started calling again around noon because that's kind of he, he kind of at some point in time mentioned that Somewhere in the conversation, the word noon came up. So I don't know if he thought he would know more from the driver by noon or what the situation was. So he took, um, he didn't take my name and number, but I told him I'm calling back. So about noon, I start calling and it goes straight to the answering service. So from like noon to one o'clock. And so finally, I thought, well, the guy's probably at lunch. So when that happens, I just kind of waited till the next hour to call. And in the one o'clock hour, you know, it's whenever I try to leave for, um, you know, to head to Key West. It's whenever I go to Sunset. So that was the time I leave. So I thought, well, I'll, I'll just finish up loading up here. And then once I get in the car, I'll give him a call. So I got in the car a little bit after one and I gave him a call. And he said, oh, man, I wish you would have called back earlier because the driver came back. But now he's already gone back out for deliveries. So he's going to be out for deliveries all afternoon. And I'm like, well, where is he in Key West? He said, well, he had some Key West deliveries, and then he had to go up the Keys. And I'm like, where up the Keys? He said, well, he had to go to Marathon. And I said, well, find out where he is. I am on my way to Key West right now, and I will meet him anywhere. I've got to have liquid nitrogen. This was Friday afternoon. So I knew if I couldn't get liquid nitrogen, I was dead in the water for the weekend. So um, the guy took my number. And he called, he called me back and just, like, very quickly, and he said, hey, the driver said he just passed you. If you can turn around, he's going to turn around, too, and you guys can, can meet. So, and luckily, of course, I'm so visible on the road because I'm towing my, what we, we now affectionately call the big house, my uh, food cart behind me. So it's very visible. I mean, people see me all the time, and I don't know that they recognize and know who I am because... I'm driving around with that thing, which I guess is good advertising. But anyway, so he knew he just passed me. So he turned around on the side of the road. And for those of you who haven't been in the Keys, there's one road in and one road out. And it's it's Highway 1, US 1. He pulled over, turned around. And before I knew it, when I, by the time I got turned around, he came across a bridge. And we essentially met each other. And we each pulled off to the side of the road. And he eventually was able to turn around and come and pull in behind me. So right on the highway, the side of the road... Uh, right by the mangroves, 20 feet from the ocean, we did a liquid nitrogen fill-up on the side of the road. Now, um, he you know, filled up my tanks, and then he was on his way, and I was on my way. And then, um, luckily, they trusted me enough. I don't have an account with them, but I'm a regular cash customer. And they trusted me enough to fill up on the side of the road and then you know drive the other 20 miles into Key West and stop by the office and pay for the liquid nitrogen, which I did as I was on my way in as well. So... Um, 
so anyway, th- this is the type thing that I'm having to deal with all the time to get my liquid nitrogen refilled. And so um, it, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, it's just a constant. Every day is like, what are y'all doing? Can I come down there? What's going on? Yesterday, there was a weird scheduling thing. I couldn't get the liquid nitrogen I normally get on Wednesday. Now it's Thursday. They have him scheduled for deliveries. And if I'm in Key West by 830, I could get to him or I could try to meet him somewhere up the Keys. So I'm going to try to go for that today because I definitely need some liquid nitrogen. So anyway, this is the constant dance that I'm doing. If the driver's out or the driver's on vacation or the driver's sick or the driver's on deliveries, I can't get it anywhere else in the Keys. And my only option is to drive three hours to Miami to get two tanks of liquid nitrogen filled up. So here's what I've discovered. I know it's about time, right? There is something called a liquid nitrogen generator. I know. Who knew? I didn't know. But essentially, um, you can look for it online. One of the um, the the top brands of the, the brand I keep coming across is the Elon Two. It's E L A N Two liquid nitrogen generator. Now, it looks very similar to if you've ever had an office or something that has one of those um, water cooler things that is just almost like a a little box, a a tall rectangular cylinder that kind of stands in the corner, and you can go up and you can push hot water or cold water, and it lets out. It doesn't necessarily have the tank on it, you know, for the water refill, but it plugs right into the water lines. It looks something like that. It's fully enclosed, and then it has a place on the front where you put like a 35-liter doer. And what happens is this liquid nitrogen generator pulls in air, which we every we I'm going to say we all know. No, we all don't know. Let me tell you, the atmosphere, the air that we breathe is 78.2% liquid nitrogen, I believe is the number. Um, some of you science nerds will be able to correct me on that if I'm wrong, but it's that's what how much nitrogen is already in the air. And so by essentially pulling in the air to this machine and then expanding and contracting, expanding and contracting, and then pressurizing the air, it can separate the oxygen from the light the nitrogen and at that point because it expands and compresses it so much it actually turns into a liquid that is then able to be deposited into the doer. Now this is genius right this sounds like exactly what I need I need this now there is plenty of places or there are plenty of places I should say on the internet where you can find really technical science geeks that have discovered how to make this on your own, a do-it-yourself liquid nitrogen um, machine. And it looks like something straight out of um, a steampunk movie or something like that with tubes and wires and everything. I'm not that technical. I'm not that much of a science person to uh, know how to do that and know how everything expands. And they'll be like, oh, I just bought this part and I bought this on eBay and I got this and that. You know, it's like after buying 32 parts and knowing exactly what to do with them and fabricating this and that, they're able to get something that can give them um, almost a liter of nitrogen a day. And so... um, yeah, that's that's not going to happen for me. But this 
you know, industrial, and I don't want to say it's not even industrial, it's almost like an office unit. And I think a lot of the application for it is dermatologist office and, and those sorts of things. Um, but essentially, the unit takes up very little space. It plugs right into a wall outlet. The um, specifications that I looked at on one were, you know, it's completely digital. And so um, it goes into a standby mode whenever the doer is full. And so it's not continually making liquid nitrogen. And then it cycles through a uh, testing and a pressurizing and, you know, all this kind of self-cleaning maintenance mode every so many um, months, I think 24 to 36 months or something like that. Anytime there's a power failure, it also cycles back through this self-test check mode that, you know, uh, makes sure everything is okay before it actually starts making liquid nitrogen again. So it seems very easy, very safe. Um, it's, it's definitely in the purity range that I would need because I believe it puts out 98.5% pure liquid nitrogen, which is the medical grade liquid nitrogen, which is completely different um, than, you know, the nitrogen gas. But, but anyway, so I don't mean to get too technical on that. But here's the thing. I started crunching numbers, and here's what I figured out. Every single time I make a bowl of ice cream for a customer, it costs me, I'm sorry, it uses a cup and a half of liquid nitrogen. So a cup and a half of liquid nitrogen essentially makes about a cup and a little more cup and a half of ice cream. It's, it's almost that, that ratio. Um, so then I get it by the liter. So for every liter that I get, I can get 4.22 cups of liquid nitrogen in a liter. So for every liter, I'm making essentially three servings of ice cream. Okay, now let's look at the math. I don't mean to give you a brain cramp, but we have to go through this. At this point, although liquid nitrogen for me to buy it is $5.40 a liter, and I know that's outrageous. I'm down in the Keys, and uh, in Key West, they have to truck it in. And everywhere else, I got some in Spartanburg, South Carolina over Christmas, and it was about $3 a liter. Um, So it was much more inexpensive. But then by the time you add the taxes and the surcharges, every 10-liter tank I get filled up cost me $66.43. So essentially, for the purposes of capturing all of those costs, I am going to call my cost of liquid nitrogen per liter $6.60, right? $66.43 divided by 10 liters is essentially $6.60, right? Forget the change. Um, So... Essentially, you know, and I'm talking in completely rounded numbers, every ice cream that I sell, I have $2.20 invested in liquid nitrogen. Now, that doesn't account for the cost of the actual ice cream, right? That's just the liquid nitrogen. Now, remember, I'm selling these for $5. You can see my margins just slipping away with this, right? So, and really, realistically, um, it costs me um, essentially for the the ice cream components, you're looking at approximately 50 to 60 cents per serving. So it, definitely under $3. I'm making it for under $3, selling it for 5 Probably decent margins for food, but not great. Um, so, I mean, I could definitely stand to use my, um, you know, to increase my price some based on that. But I just am not going to sell as much if I have a higher price point. But it is understandable why many times liquid nitrogen places that make ice cream like I do charge 8 and $9 um, to have overhead for a building and that sort of thing. 
So in my mind, it makes perfect sense for me to get a liquid nitrogen generator. It it seems like it would be exactly what I need. What I would eliminate is the, you know, the hard cost, clearly, of liquid nitrogen, um, which can go up, and, the, the, you know, over time, we know everything goes up, right? So what happens is when I start looking at the cost of the, the, the Elan 2 or whatever it is, um, it looks like, depending on what model you get, there's one that comes without an auto transfer and one that comes with, with an auto transfer. I'm not completely exactly sure what that is. Don't even know if I need it or, you know, that kind of thing. But essentially, the base price is going to start out right around $10,000, right? Big gulp, right? Because we all know I don't have $10,000 sitting anywhere anymore. So $10,000. Now, again, that's not a huge cost for a business. And from the numbers that I can gather, this unit for $10,000 will make approximately 10 liters of liquid nitrogen a day. Um, some of the figures, I, and I think you can get different sizes of them too, that they could make anywhere from, you know, 10 liters to 200 liters a day, depending on, of course, I, I could never do the you know, 200 liter a day would be much bigger, and it, that would be way out of my price range. But anyway, so realistically, I could get 10 liters a day approximately for um, uh, this liquid nitrogen generator, and the base cost, the starting cost, is probably right around $10,000. Now, add on some other things. If I, if you get one with the autoresponder, the figures I saw were $13,500. So, a big expense for someone like me, but not a huge expense for a big company flush with cash, right? Um, but, I, you know, here I am, the startup. So, But but here's the numbers that I crunched, and, and that sort of thing is the, the critical factor for me. If you look at just hard costs, okay, and that's what, what I'm actually doing, the 10000 dollars that it would cost to get a and I'm using the 10,000 number just cuz it's a round number and easy to work with for people like me that were not math majors. So it's 1550 liters at 660 a gallon equals essentially the $10,000. So 1550 liters of nitrogen once I use that much I'm essentially spending $10,000 anyway. Well, what does that look like? That simply means if I averaged 30 liters a week of liquid nitrogen in one year, I would have used 1,515 liters. I would have used slightly more than 1,515 liters. So you're talking about the cost of a year's worth of liquid nitrogen in order to pay for the $10,000. But here's the other thing about that. once you get it, simply the only cost you have is just the electricity. And figures I have seen say that the electrical uh, impact is about the same as a refrigerator or a freezer. Which, I mean, for your power bill, it is, I mean, it could be a significant bump. When I say significant, I mean, it might be, you know, $30, $30 more on your power bill every single month. So it's not... Um, you know, I mean, I'm not talking about hundreds of dollars in difference or anything like that. So figures that I have seen have put that number when they try to put a hard cost on it, that it gets your cost per liter down to barely over a dollar per liter. Now, 
that is a huge difference. $6.60 per liter from what I'm currently getting, right, versus a dollar and I think $1.10 is what I saw, um, approximation numbers for that cost per liter. That essentially means that I could take my cost per serving of ice cream from $2.20, right, $2.20 down to roughly under $0.40. I know. Shark Tank would love those numbers, right? (laughs) They would love it when you can get your cost per, I mean, because that that essentially means if I could make my, if if I could do that, then I could make an ice cream and the cost, my cost would be a dollar and I would be selling it for $5. So I would put $4 in my pocket. Right now, I'm making it for approximately 3 and putting $2 in my pocket. So I double my profit on it. I know, it makes me want to weep and figure out where I can get $10,000 um, to get this done. But here's the other part that I, and, and what the numbers that we just talked about are absolutely just hard costs, okay? It doesn't count the soft cost of the amount of time that I get into, have into trying to track down whether I can go to the air gas place and fill up. It doesn't count the cost of every time I have to make a special trip into Key West just to get liquid nitrogen because it's their schedule I'm having to work around rather than mine. It also doesn't count the number of times that I might not be able to sell because I don't have liquid nitrogen and I cannot get it in the keys, right? So these are all things that that are not even reflected in those numbers. Now, let me give you an example. I am doing this weekend, I am doing the Key West Artisan Market. The Artisan Market is on Sunday. I'm paying $75 to have a booth there. They're doing a special food and wine edition. And um, they contacted me and said, we think you would be a great fit. Why don't you apply? We'd love to have you. They put me in it. Yes, they have 40 people on standby waiting to get in, but they came to me. So my thought was if I don't take advantage of this and figure out if this is a good venue for me, then I'm never going to know. And if they ask and you don't do it, they probably are not going to come back and ask again. But that is Sunday. I can get liquid nitrogen on Friday. That's the last time I can fill up before Monday. And this is providing that that air gas actually has enough of it to fill me up on Friday or today, whichever, you know, if they still have it in their possession. So if I'm going to have enough liquid nitrogen to make sure I can make it through all day on Sunday at the artisan market, then I cannot go to Mallory Square on Friday night or Saturday night because if I use my liquid nitrogen for big crowds down there, I will not have it on Sunday. And I will have spent $75 on a booth that is essentially, you know, not able to produce anything. So I had to trade one for the other, and granted, this is a test. I have never done the artisan market before. I don't know if it's worth my time or my effort, but this is what I'm doing, and and this is, you know, I'm, I'm testing it right now to see. Um, there's also some other venues that I am I'm looking at. There's an outdoor movie um event in Key West that happens uh, every, uh, uh, the second, first, I think it's the first and, first and third Fridays of every month between now, uh, between, it was like December and um, May. So that's twice, you know, twice a month that I could be somewhere else, and I've contacted them about setting up down there. There's also other movie nights and other events and other fairs and other 
you know, things. And I'm always constantly limited by the doer situation and how much liquid nitrogen I have. And, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I, if I had, you know, 10 doers and filled them all up, that might get me through a week. But by the time I got to the 10th one, there would be barely any left because they lose a certain amount every single week or every single day. There's a certain amount of gas off. Um, so there, the, that's what I get. Now, if you have a, one of these systems that has the seal on it, once you get it and you seal the liquid nitrogen in a way that just vents off what needs to be vented, they said it can last for up to six months um, once it's sealed. So don't know what the situation with that is. But do you see how when I run these numbers that it makes perfect sense that this is my solution, especially since I am completely at the mercy of air gas. And I think of all the money that they've already cost me by not being able to uh, provide me liquid nitrogen when I need it. And the fact that every weekend, which weekends should be the busiest time for anyone in a tourist area, um, Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night, I have to be able to get all of that, all that I need on Friday and I can't do a refill until Monday. And so many of the artisan fairs and the markets and that sort of thing, of course, are going to be on the weekends. So, I mean, this is something that, that could be a huge game changer for my business. It could, it could completely free up my dependency on uh, air gas and this, you know, vending situation with them. But at the same time, I could also have them as a backup in the event that I used more um, than the 70 liters a week that the tank that or the generator could produce. So you see how this is kind of a, a conundrum. And, of course, I mean, for me, it's a non-issue right now because I don't have $10,000 to put into something like that. But it would be very, very easy to, uh, you know, to figure it out how to make this happen if, if the money part were not an issue. And it just makes sense for the long term. I mean, I just think of all the things I could do on in the summer. I mean, I'm going to be very busy in the summer, and I'm probably going to use more than 70 liters of liquid nitrogen a week. At least I hope I will. But I don't see how I'm going to be able to get that volume from liquid nitrogen um, from air gas in the. So I'm either going to have to invest in some more tanks um, and fill up more. But you know, it just it bites me at 660 a liter. Uh, to keep filling up with uh, liquid nitrogen from the air gas place. So I, I feel like this solves my problem on so many levels. The numbers work. I mean, any investment that a business can make that, that pays for itself in a year is generally a thumbs up, go for it. Now, in my situation, of course, there's no capital there to do that with, but it does make sense, and it does seem like it would be a much uh, – more, more palatable offer uh, than trying to figure out how to run to Miami every time I need to do that and knock myself out of a day of work. And I just see it as being something that long term, if I'm going to keep doing this, and I feel like liquid nitrogen ice cream is going to be the product that I'm eventually going to only be selling. Maybe I'll throw some coffee on there in the winter, um, just supplementally. Um, but that's going to be the main thing that my cart sells. That's my best-selling product. I, I, if I can keep expanding that and keep doing that, it it really does uh, wow people. It's quite a show. People are impressed by it. And it's darn good ice cream. And so um, I just, uh, you know, I came across this the, the last night at the uh, prompting of a friend who who told me about it. I love it when I have 
uh, geeky, nerdy friends that are in tune with this kind of thing that I don't even know is out there. And uh, they put me onto it, and I was shocked whenever I started researching it. So $10,000 is not beyond the realm of question uh, for making it work, even in a business as small as mine. And it might even be, I would imagine, to increase the volume or the, the output, the generator size output for liquid nitrogen, um, the cost would only, I mean, I would imagine it would be a small increment, not, you know, $10,000 every time you add another 10 liters on. So anyway, does it deserve further exploration? Yes, it does when I have $10,000 float in. So it does make me wonder too, you know, is this something that I should um, maybe do something on Kickstarter or whatever, uh, you know, crowdfunding or something like that to try to do? Um, I don't know. I don't know that I have uh, the extensive social network or anything like that to do it. Is it something I could go to a bank for? I don't know. Um, I don't know what, I don't know where, I don't know where I could get, I haven't even thought about that. I spent all night researching this and trying to figure out the numbers and crunch these numbers, and it definitely works from a numbers perspective. So this is good news for me. I mean, it's good news that I have an alternative, and I think, you know, maybe this makes more sense for me in my location, as remote as I am down here, you know, 120 miles off the mainland out in the middle of the ocean in Florida, and maybe it makes more sense for me than it would another business. At the same time, I completely do not understand. I don't understand why the air gas place doesn't have some sort of manufacturing generator, liquid nitrogen generator in their facility. Now, granted, a 10 liter a day would probably not be something that they, you know, they would need more volume than that. But the whole thing is... I guess their, co- I mean, if it, the cost is $1.10 a liter, I don't know that they could get it down to much more or much less than that by the time they manufacture it somewhere else, truck it in to the Keys, and then account for the loss of the tanks that come in that are only half full after they filled them or that they come in and they're completely gassed off. Um, you know, I mean, I can't imagine, I don't know why they don't, make this kind of investment because it would just seem to me that the trucking costs of that would eat up um, so much of of what your profit is on that anyway. But if they're not going to do it, um, it's probably something that I need to do and try to figure figure out how to make it happen and uh, work on that. So that will be (laughs) that will be my next task trying to figure out how to raise money to uh, do this because this to me seems like the solution that I've been looking for um, being that the the barrier is the price on it, so until then I'll keep paying six sixty a liter, and I'll make much less money on my ice cream. And like I say, I have tested some pricing, and I don't know that I could ask a higher price point for my ice cream right now. Some people do see it as a good value. Other people, um, you know, don't that are from other parts of the country don't understand uh, why I'm charging five dollars for ice cream and it you know they just get indignant about that Um, but anyway it's just uh, it's it's interesting to look at these numbers and look at the option I wanted you to walk through it with me and the good news is is that it actually made me by seeing this and having to crunch the numbers in this way it actually made me figure out the cost per uh, serving 
of the liquid nitrogen that I was using. So, and I couldn't ever find the um, volume of a cryo dipper and how much it would hold. So I actually had to go get one and go to the sink and fill it with water and, you know, see, and it was exactly a half a cup. So I could, uh, I could get all that down and figure out my cost per serving and my, uh, kind of get some hard cost numbers on that, which uh, I had been a little skeptical of. And, and right now, um, it is winter, you know, so it's a little colder and windier than it normally is in Key West. And I wonder whenever I, uh, whenever it gets to be summer, if anything will change about the amount of liquid nitrogen I have to use. There are some, I can notice if I add some mix-ins with my ice cream, whether if people use coffee, um, and when they want coffee ice cream, it takes more liquid nitrogen to freeze that. And I guess it's because of the water content or something in the coffee. Um, but my thicker liquids, um, like my coconut ice cream base, actually freezes with less liquid nitrogen. So um, anytime I add in pineapple or any other type of fruit, it takes more and so it's just interesting to see how each one of these factors affect how much liquid nitrogen I use. At the same time, my caramel corn cryo pop that I use, um, I can do everything I need to do with one dip of the cryo dipper, and um, that's essentially it. And so that the cost for that is much lower than the cost for my ice cream, although I'm selling them at the same price right now. And so that's a higher margin uh, item for me. So anyway, all these things to let you know that I might have found a solution. It's a little out of reach for me now, but uh, definitely hope that it is something I can take advantage of and get, uh, get in place at some point. So before I spend a year paying 660 a liter for, for liquid nitrogen so anyway thank you for listening to me walk through this process and crunch the numbers and having to justify uh, and to actually figure out what the impact would be on business and I think you probably agree that it makes sense and I agree that it makes sense and that's even before all the uh, soft costs associated uh, that would be saved so wanted to remind you before I leave you, if you have any need for a website for any reason, simply go to brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website. You know where to go. And what happens there, you just put in the web address that you want. Simply click, is it available? And at that point, it'll tell you how much it is if that web address is available. If it's not, it'll give you some other alternatives. And then you can go ahead and purchase it there. When you do that, I'll send you a plug-in cheat sheet that shows you what you need to go ahead and get on your website from the very beginning. So it's easy to get up and running. It's economical. It's affordable. It's way less than the $10,000 for a liquid nitrogen generator. Come on now. BrickandMortarReporter.com forward slash website. And you guys, thank you again for coming with me on this journey today. I hope I didn't give you a brain cramp. But um, it's a good exercise to go through. So thank you so much for going through it with me. And I hope you guys have a fantastic day. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you for listening to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast. I'm Nick Unsworth of Life on Fire, reminding you that building your business happens step by step. Whether you're just starting or growing your business, use what you heard in this interview today to build a strong foundation for your business. Make sure you don't miss a single episode by subscribing to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast in iTunes. And remember, when you have the choice, choose local. 